Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesdays. I was kind of trying to harmonize with you, but then I was like, no, Rosie, take it away. I like how you initially started it. So you've done a couple of interviews. What's that been like for you? Let's talk about it. Oh, it's so fun. I have a blast. I mean, I always like to... Well, I was just thinking about this, actually, before we started recording today. There's such great guests and such great content that comes out. And I just feel so lucky to be able to stand in for you. And actually, I was thinking about that as we were talking about mind melding. Oh, yes. You're like, get out of my head before we started to record. <laughs> yes, because you literally, <laughs> I my thought literally escaped and you filled it in. Yeah. So I kind of try to to stand in for you in that way. So I'm I'm curious to know what listeners think. I I know I'm not Rosie, never Rosie's ir- irreplaceable and not really oh, yeah. my goal, but I do want to be a nice host and I have a blast. So, well, I love it personally. So, I am grateful to have you and all the listeners our community really love it so much. So, I feel like it's been a while since we've done a Wisdom Wednesday. I don't know why it feels this way, even though we, well, the reason why is because a lot of our episodes over the last couple of weeks have been pre-recorded and it was, has been brought to my attention by uh, some of you listeners. So I appreciate the feedback. We'll leave it at that. And, but for the most part, yeah, it's been an interesting summer, summer. Listen to me. What am I talking about? Oh my God. Okay, guys. Fast forward. Totally. Tori and I just got over having COVID again, which is hilarious. Thank God it wasn't as bad as it was before, you know, the last time we had it. So Mm -hmm. it is definitely still very much a thing, everyone. So just because we've lifted the mandates doesn't mean that COVID is non-existent. We still need to be taking precautions. And what really sucks about this is that we literally hadn't gone anywhere and it was brought to us. I'm not going to throw any people under the bus, but yeah, after just being home for like a month. (laughs) Well, that's not true. I was in Miami I went for the world happiness. Oh, well, we were in Miami. Yeah. I mean, Tessa, we went to Miami. This is what I was thinking about. I was in Miami for a week. We were walking around World Happiness Summit. I spoke. There was a thousand people there. I thought it was a couple hundred, but no, Karen told me there was a thousand people that attended. Wow. And we came home without COVID. Yeah, we did. We managed that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's such a beautiful campus, and we were outside a lot. A lot. But, but still, you know, getting on a plane. Yeah. Still masked on planes, yeah. so I'm sure that helps, I hope, yeah. anyways. 
But yeah, well, gosh, what are the odds? I know. Well, anyway, again, let's move on. I don't like to get riled up. But you know what's interesting about this round of COVID for me was I didn't have, obviously, thank goodness, um, and I attribute it to obviously being vaccinated and mm. not having as severe of a reaction as the last time. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something like uh, it felt like allergies, you know, like a head cold and stuff. And I think the only thing for me was just being so tired. I was so, so severely tired. Yeah. Like there was the exhaustion. It was the achiness. It was just not wanting to do anything. And then the same thing that happened last time, actually, that I don't feel like people talk about enough, or at least I've not talked to enough people about it, but Mm -hmm. there's this like, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, this low grade depressive state that sets in where you Mm -hmm. just don't want to do anything. You don't want to talk to anybody. You're just kind of in this catatonic, crippling state of not doing. And most of the time when I think about non-doing, I think of it as a good thing. Like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is really great. Do nothing, just rest, go into that lioness mode where you could just lounge and take care of yourself and eat popcorn and just be happy. (laughs) Yes. This was not that. This is a different energy. And I think it's important for us to discern the difference between I'm not feeling awesome. I feel a little bit down Maybe those are those moments where you can motivate and go for a walk or call a friend or journal or do something to move your body. So movement is a huge thing for me. It's the only thing that gets me out of that mindset. But the problem is when you're getting over being sick, it's really difficult to motivate to move. So it's like, how am I supposed to do the thing that I know makes me feel better Mm -hmm. if I don't feel like doing that thing that makes me feel better, right? So there's such a cognitive dissonance in that experience. So yeah, I mean, obviously you know about this because I was texting you every day, like I don't feel like doing anything today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I wonder about that in, in the way of what that makes me think of or feel like when I'm in those states, maybe not to the degree of having COVID, but I always get a little bit scared that maybe because I'm so tightly wound as I'm saying this, I'm realizing (laughs) that I have this fear that if I slow down too much and rest too much, I'll get stuck in that state of inertia. And then when you layer on kind of that depressive cognitive storyline on top of that, it feels like, like you were just saying, how do I get myself out of this? When the last thing you want to do is move your body and go for a walk because you're just so freaking tired. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's such a good thing to acknowledge and to say out loud and to just like have some awareness around to share. Yeah. Share with each other. Yeah. And I, I think it's important for us to also mention the importance of having self-compassion when you are in that state, because it's so easy to go into the self-deprecating experience of you should this, you should, you know, you should all over yourself. A hundred percent. Why aren't you doing this? You're being lazy. You're being whatever. Cause I, it's so easy for me to go into that mind 
Oh my gosh. Downward spiral, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard for us to even take a day off when I know it's a healthy thing to do. And, you know, finding that balance of work and life and, and when they kind of blend together in that way, it's, it's hard to even know where that line is. Yeah. It's, Definitely. I feel like maybe everybody that's listening to this can relate in some way, shape or form. And maybe there's ways that people manage that energy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's our cue to begin a new routine or a new, find a new rhythm. Yeah. I know for a long time, because I have the tonal here and I have a a treadmill in my house. I've got all of the, I've got a million yoga mats everywhere. I have a pool. Like I'm not trying to say that to show off guys. I'm really sorry if it sounds a little bit like, Oh God, what to do. But you know, everybody that's listening to this, if you are into movement, I'm sure there's some old workout DVDs laying around somewhere, maybe a jump rope or two or some resistance bands. I have all the tools and it, you would think it's so easy to just do something like get up, do something, do some stretching. You know, for me, I I'm finding the more and more insular I become in this age of a pandemic that I need to be able to go to class. I need to go be around people. I need to go to the gym as much as I love. Again, I do love working out at home. Don't get me wrong, but I do miss being in that I don't know. It feels like it's more motivating when there's other people around doing things. Absolutely, There's a collective energy we feel from each other. And even on the days when you do feel lethargic or that inertia sets in, I feel like the energy of those around you can carry you through. Even if you think, oh, I could do better or I have done better. I always like to default to this idea that I'm doing my best today and my best today is going to look different than it did yesterday and it will yeah. look different than it will tomorrow. And that's enough. It's it's enough. Yeah. And it's springtime. This is a transition <sighs> time, right? This is a season of cleansing and clearing and throwing out what doesn't serve you anymore to be able to look at the aspects of yourself that you need to reevaluate. And so I think it's apropos that this happened again during the season for me to be able to reflect and see what I could do differently to to feel better, right? Because ultimately that's what we want. We want to be able to feel better. And yeah, yeah. I think it's it's definitely something that I feel a lot of people can relate to, especially what we've gone through the last couple of years. Oh my gosh. Collectively, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that being said, we do have a special guest today for our Wisdom Wednesday episode. And y'all have expressed the love that you have for Tess and I. We love you back. This is great. So we're kind of trying this random template here and there to just see how it resonates with some of you. So today's guest is Jill Winterstein. She is somebody that I've known for a long time. She's a spiritual teacher. She's an author. She's the founder of the astrology and spiritual wellness brand Spirit Daughter. Her background is in neuroscience, psychology, yoga, and Chinese medicine. Through the Spirit Daughter, Jill empowers people to design their best lives using spirituality and astrology as a roadmap. She is 
a very, very special person. And in the beginning, I think we do discuss how we know each other. We talk about the power of routine, of being grounded, of being committed, the importance of human connection. So again, it's interesting that we're having this conversation as Jill and I had the conversation about human connection. We'll talk about the value of meditation and what to do in moments where you feel stuck. Perfect. So that being said, here is my conversation with Jill Winterstein. Inner peace is great and all, but you know what's better? Making it to level 1000 in Best Fiends. And the reason why I became so obsessed with it is because I've been traveling more and most of the time when I'm waiting or in between flights, I grab my phone and I start to play Best Fiends. Once you download Best Fiends, you can play anywhere, even without internet connection, which is one of the reasons why I love to play it because sometimes you are stuck without Wi-Fi. You can collect tons of fiends that get powered up as you play more levels, even get access to thousands of other puzzles. So if you like to get obsessed with the game and you're looking for something new, this game is for you. You can download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's Best Friends without the R. Best Fiends. The last two years have been crazy. We've never experienced anything like this in our lifetimes. We never experienced such an effect on our mental well-being. Unfortunately, a lot of us have been beaten down by anxiety, stress, and poor sleep due to all the uncertainty in the world. And if you're a working parent, you've had the extra difficulty of keeping your kids occupied 24-7 while trying to work from home. It's not an easy task. So if you're feeling extra exhausted and burnt out, you're not alone. There are tens of thousands of people in a similar place right now. The question is, what can we do to enhance our mental well-being? One critical thing I'm advising all of my family and friends to take is magnesium breakthrough daily. Here's why. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels then contribute to more anxiety. It's like a vicious cycle. By supplementing with Magnesium Breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. Taking Magnesium Breakthrough will help you to experience more energy, stronger bones, healthy blood pressure, less irritability, a calmer mood, reduced muscle cramping, even fewer migraines. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you to feel yourself again. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood, energy levels, and so much more. You'll feel so much more rested and you'll be ready to take on the day. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, just head over to magbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the code radically loved 10 during checkout to save 10% off and get free shipping. That's www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the code radically loved 10 during your checkout to save 10% off plus free shipping that's www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the promo code radically loved 10 I'm going to tell you a story because I don't know that you remember this or not. I know that we did. I'm trying to remember where we did <laughs> our training. I, I, I literally can't, but I know that we were in the boat in the same circuit 
you know, back in the day over a day. Right. Yeah. I remember going to one of your classes and you read a poem. It was something like, I don't remember exactly. It was like from a book or maybe you, it was like a quote or something, but I just remember looking and being like, when I become a real teacher, that's what I want to teach life. God, thank you. <laughs> like it just felt so, I remember it feeling really good. And I remember feeling super inspired. Like this is what is possible. Like this is why people become yoga teachers because it's so integrated into the fabric of their being that mm-hmm. they could. Oh, and also it reminded me, it gave me permission to read something that was written down that I didn't have to like remember everything. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this yeah. is, this is cool. And you were teaching right. at like the hot studio in town, you know, was in <laughs> Santa Monica. And I was like, okay, this is like a cool person. I'm really into her, you know? <laughs> and, um, and then I don't, I think I, I moved. I think at that point I, I moved away. I think I moved to Portland for a couple of years. Oh, and I remember that. Yeah. And then I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I came back and I, and we've not spoke since then. I mean, it's been such a long time. I mean, I think I've been following you. Okay. You know, somehow or like we're friends on Facebook. I don't know. So I would randomly see, I saw that you had a baby, you know what I mean? It's like the big, right, right, right. The big where the algorithm feeds you the important. <laughs> <laughs> the important you need to know this according yes. to Meta. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but you've been doing so much. You've been accomplishing so much. And, and I really love to see when good people are getting the accolades that they deserve and more. So I'm, I'm excited to chat with you. I'm surprised it's taken us this long to connect and, and get you on the show. But I hope that with me saying that, even though this is a Wisdom Wednesday episode, that we can do this in person soon. Yeah, I'm in Venice, so I haven't moved very far since the last time I saw you. <laughs> I've literally, I've literally lived within a mile of Exhale for oh my God, 12, no, we, I know 12 years. Where you live, by where the liquor store is right there. Was it close well, to that one? Well, I, our office is right at the end of Brooks. So it's on the beach at the very end of Abbot Kinney. Oh, okay. But yeah, I used to live right near... I guess Navy, yeah. I was like Speedway, Speedway Navy. And now I, I, my official home is a mile away, you know, like a mile, basically a mile down Abikini. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm right off of Abikini, but like a mile from the office. Wow. <laughs> so great. You're such a staple in Venice. You're like, that's, <laughs> that, that hasn't changed. That's amazing. <laughs> well, so what has, you know, God, I have so many questions to ask. And I, again, I'm trying to be concise because I want to be able to really get to the, to the goodness of this conversation. And I really feel like, what does one learn in a decade? Like, what does a decade teach someone? Like, who was Jill 10, 12, 13 years ago? And who is Jill now? Yeah, a very different person. Some things are the same. There's some core staples there. I still do yoga almost every day. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, hasn't, that hasn't changed. It's a lot different now, especially since I'm seven months pregnant. It's very different flow. But, you know, a lot has changed in 10 years. I mean, the, you know, the, on the surface, I mean, I'm a mother now. I'm having my second child. I'm married to my second husband. <laughs> I'm much more stable. I have a company. I have a lot of commitments. 10 years ago, I was just coming out of my first marriage. So I was dealing with all of that trauma and, and healing and a whole, whole slew of things that came about from that. And, you know, other than my yoga classes, I didn't really have a lot of commitments. It's interesting, you know, at, at any point I could have packed my bags and like moved to Costa Rica. <laughs> without a care in the world, you know? (laughs) And, you know, so it's just very, very different. I mean, I like sublet, you know, an apartment and, you know, I had like no commitment. So I wasn't even like locked into a a lease. So, you know, it's interesting because it's like, you look back at those little things and, you know, I definitely have a lot of, a lot of commitments and I've actually had to work on that a lot over the past 10 years was just the ability to commit. And because it brought up a lot of fear, I, you know, I did a lot of work just around the fact that I liked, I always liked having an exit strategy. (laughs) It's like, I still have a go bag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying when we're getting to the truth of the conversation right here. Yeah. And so it's just interesting. My life is so grounded now and it's scheduled and I mean, I have a toddler. So it's like, I, I pretty much know like where I'm going to be every day at five o'clock and I know what I'm going to be doing. You know, it's just like, it's so routine, but I've, I've worked through and I used to just love spontaneity and just, you know, not knowing what I was going to do tomorrow. And now like, you know, even in the company, like our business is planned out. Like, I mean, I was looking at the calendar. I I plan about a month in advance, two months in advance, you know, as far as like marketing efforts and all that stuff. And I just brought a marketing director and she's got like us planned out through August. And I'm like, wow, what a, like a novel concept. Wow. I'm just like, (laughs) So it's great. I mean, that's what you need in the company, right? But yeah, so, you know, that's, I'm much more grounded. I'm much more committed. I've had to do a lot of work around that. I wasn't born that way naturally, I guess. So, but it feels good. It feels good in my body. It feels good in my mind. I've always had my practices that grounded me. I've always meditate. I've been meditating, not always, but since my early twenties, I've been meditating. I've been doing yoga since I was 16. So I've always had those practices that grounded me. And then everything else in my life kind of just moved and flowed. And, you know, I really liked it that way. And now it's like sort of everything's, everything's pretty locked in. Yeah. What do you think that is? Do you think that's since becoming a mom, do you think that it's a better way of being, or do you feel like that's an edge that you had to sort of enter? I mean, I think that as a mom, it came naturally. And when I was first with my husband, he was like that too. He was just all over the place. And that's one of the reasons why I launched Spirit Daughter was so that, you know, we could just keep traveling together. And we, you know, we were very nomadic and before we had a child, and having a child just immediately grounded us both. And it's interesting because we're, we're both Leos. 
And our son's a Leo as well. And Leo's a fixed sign. And I know a lot of... <laughs> Lots, lots of fire going lots, on here. Lots of Leo. Yeah, the second one is slated to be a cancer. So oh, yes. throw some like I know. <laughs> some water in there, some nurturing, some just chill vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And every everybody's like, not to get up talking, but everybody's like, how do you how do you think that's gonna work? And I'm like, but I think it's gonna be great. Just balance, just throw some, throw some water on us, Leos, you know, all that fire. But Leo's, you know, they're a fixed sign. And so they typically like routine. They they can do it. Not that they necessarily like it. They they have it in their energy and their in their bones. And that kicked right in for both my husband and I when we had our son. It was like that fixed energy. It was just like, okay, great. Like, you know, seven o'clock we wake up, like nine o'clock we put him down for a nap. <laughs> You know, one o'clock, we do another nap. This is the feeding schedule. This is the schedule. And we just like, we locked into it. And uh, my son happens to be like an amazing sleeper. And people are always like, how did you do that? Like, how did you do? Like, he's still at two and a half. He's still an amazing sleeper. He started sleeping through the night when he was six months old. He's always been on this like amazing nap schedule. We can like set our set our world to it, you know, especially during the pandemic when we didn't have any help. We didn't have a nanny or anybody. It was like his sleep schedule got us through. We were like, we knew we could do a call at, you know, one o'clock because he'd be down for a nap or something like that. You could really like, we could set our lives to it. And I think that one of the reasons why he is so routine is because we just like locked into this routine schedule, my husband and I. So it's just like so consistent. You know, we read them the yeah. same book every night. We read them like five books and then we read them Good Night Moon, you know, like every night. So it's like, and he's like conditioned, you know, like Pavlov's dog, you know, here's Good Night Moon. And it's just like immediately gets sleepy. <laughs> Pro tip for parents out there just read the same book every night. Every night. Oh, every so night. Great. Every night, you know, so it's just like little things like that, where I, I could have never imagined that 10 years ago, like, oh my God, reading the same book every night. You're going to be kidding me, you know, but now I just, I look, I look forward to it. I'm like, great. Here we go. Good night. Here we go. And it's sleep <laughs> time and it's adult time now. Exactly. That's wonderful. Yeah. How do you maintain, you know, having, having a business and being a mom and still maintaining your own practice? Like how how do you make it all flow? How do you make it all work? You know, it's a, it is a juggling act, I will say. And it just has, you know, it comes down to priorities, I think, and just like making the time for what's most important and realizing where, when I feel like I don't have time, realizing where I'm spending that time, like what, what am I doing? You know, am I scrolling through Instagram too often? Or am I like having conversations I don't necessarily need to have? You know, I'm always figuring out how we can like streamline our one-on-ones and our meetings uh, within the team. Cause I find it's important to, you know, connect with everybody on a weekly basis, but it's like, okay, how can we make sure that we're really connecting and we're not just complaining or, you know, all things kind of many things come up in businesses that you could talk about that you don't need to talk about. Yeah. So it's really like being clear about the priorities day to day. And I get up early you know, that's the thing. A lot of people are like, how do you maintain a meditation practice? I'm like, I'm up at like five 30 every day, you know, and I'm meditating. And because that's the only time I have, and it's quite nice because the world is still, 
and it's quiet and my son's not up and my husband's not up. My dog's not even up. So, <laughs> so it's like that's your peaceful moment, your opportunity to really integrate into the day. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is, it's definitely challenging. It's definitely challenging. And so it's just, you know, creating these priorities, realizing that I can't do everything that I want to do in a day. There's always things that are going to be on my to-do list that I just can't, I just can't do, you know, and some of it just has to do with with time. Like I simply don't have the time to get it done. So, yeah. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned during the pandemic? Um, that's a good question. I think there's been a quite a few, you know, there's sort of like the basic ones that no matter what to continue meditating, continue my own practices that help, help still my energy. Don't read the news. <laughs> or like, there, there was like a moment in the pandemic early on where yeah. I just, you know, my husband loves Twitter and he loves the news. He's just like one of those guys. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not going to look at the news. Can you just tell me if there's anything yeah. like I need to know? <laughs> yeah. And I just can't, you know, it's just, it's affecting my energy too much. So, you know, recognizing, you know, what is really, and I've always been like that, but it was like during the pandemic, I was like, wow, I need to really monitor my energy and see what's affecting it. And, you know, that's through putting up boundaries and also, you know, connecting with a, you know, deep, even more deeply. I think I started meditating both in the morning and at night at that time, you know, full, full practices just to make sure that I was connected and with myself. And then there was also just the friend uh, variable where, you know, we, we had like our pod, you know, and it, like never in my life have I had that before, <laughs> but it was like, okay, these are the people we kind of had this, like, and even not so silent pack. I want to say silent pack, but it was, you know, I think we've said it a few times, like we're in this together, like, we're just going to do this. And, you know, like, no matter what happens, like we're going to hang out with each other because that's, what's ultimately going to keep us sane. And, you know, even though there was all the powers that be saying, Oh, don't see anybody. We were just like, we need to see each other. That's the way it's going to be. And it's going to save our sanity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like balancing that. that. Yeah, no, totally. I think that was probably one of the biggest issues that people had during that time is sort of the disconnection of being around other people where, I mean, we saw people just at the end say like, fuck it, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. You know, it's just like, I feel like there's only so much of that, that we could, we could deal with, you know, so whatever it's like, this is, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get a bunch of emails now, people complaining or whatever. It's fine. You know what? I did it. I hung out with my friends. I was sick of it. Everybody knew what they were getting into. Everybody's a responsible adult. Nobody's trying to get anybody sick. Like everybody is an adult. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we had the same experience where we had our pod of people and it's like, no, these are the people we hang out with and we're going to trust that they're going to be safe when they're out in the world. And, and we're just, you know, we're not going to stop living our lives, you know? And I feel like that was what kept us sane as well. Well, I think there was like this certain balance between physical health and mental health. And I recognized that early on. And I think, you know, you know, I was an early mom, Bodhi was like seven months old when we went into quarantine and the, you know, early on, and we had, you know, our best friends also had, they had just had a baby like just had a baby and like so fresh. And 
it was just like, as a, as a new mom and talking to a new mom, it was like, look, we, we need each other. Like when you first have a baby and you're a young mom, like you need other moms. And it's just like, it's for your mental health. And I couldn't bear the thought of even like being, just being isolated. So, you know, it was just like, okay, like we're going to firm up our boundaries around each other, but just realizing the importance of connection and having those people to bond with, not just over Zoom, but like in person, just, you know, sitting on the lawn and just connecting. Like it's so important for for your health and not to downplay, you know, the pandemic or the virus or or anything like that, but I don't want you to get too many emails. But, you know, realizing the importance of human connection and how important, how important that is for your overall health. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so critical to everybody. But I remember in that moment, just being like, wow, like as a mom, like I need this as a new mom, I need this. Like, I just, you know, I need it in my life. So what is what is something that you revert to again and again, whenever you're needing to find some solace or some piece of wisdom that you revert to when, whenever you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like something's really difficult? I don't think I would necessarily have like one piece of advice. I probably always revert to like whenever I feel stuck, I go and, you know, I do Vipassana. That's the meditation of my choice. And I do have recordings of uh, Goenka, who is the, you know, founder of Vipassana and who, if you go to a Vipassana retreat, you hear all of Goenka's Dharma talks and, and um, all of his recorded meditations. And so I will revert to that. I have, and then I also have like a couple more guided meditations that I've been listening to like forever that I'll go back to. So I think when it is, when I do feel really stuck, I find that in particular, the guided meditations that bring me back to, to like my roots and Mm -hmm. to some of the teachings that help me really go inward and still my mind and like really drop in. Cause you know, like you can meditate and your mind's like going crazy. And, and, and that's, that's great. That's also meditation. I'm not one of these people that are like, Oh, only like when you're dropped in, you're meditating. I think that if you're sitting down and you're, you're, you're meditating, like you're meditating, you know, (laughs) it's just no judgment on if you are, aren't meditating, but you know, there's, there are some of those meditation sessions where you just like, you drop in and you're like, you're in the abyss. You are one with everything and time stands still or moves fat. Who knows? You're one with time. And it's just, you know, it's those pure moments. <laughs> and that's when I find like the, my greatest like insights come from. And so getting to that point, it takes, it takes a lot of work. I mean, sometimes I feel like you have to meditate for an hour just to get that like one, one moment of pure, <laughs> pure yeah. meditative bliss. But, you know, getting to that point, it's just like, ah, okay. Everything, everything is figured out now. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's sort of the realization or the the epiphany that may come with that single moment of reflection or stillness or or peace, right? Mm-hmm. Where can the listeners go for more information to connect with you? And what are you most excited about 
Well, uh, they can go to my Instagram, Spirit Daughter. You can find me there. I'm most excited about having my second baby. It's always an adventure. Answer, baby. <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited. I'm trying to let go of expectations like I did with my first. I, you know, I, I feel like birth and the birth journey and and having a child in general is like burning man. You know, you gotta go through it to really know what it's all about. <laughs> so this has probably has this has to be the best comparison I've ever heard about <laughs> having a child. Thank you so much for this is going to live in the history of wisdoms for today. <laughs> you can have to, great. Thank you so much. Jill, you're, you're welcome. Please come back to be with us. Will you? I will. Yeah, I will. This we is have great. A commitment here now. Yeah, there you uh, go. thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed <laughs> this episode of Wisdom Wednesday. We'll put all of the links that Jill mentioned in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be in the description below. So make sure to check them out. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember that you are radically loved. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie on Instagram at Rosie Acosta and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.